Hey, Glow Getters, I really need your help for a great cause to support my family member as he battles and spreads awareness regarding sarcoma. There will be a fish fry August 19th, 2023 from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Deuces Lounge located at 4200 Chestnut Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19104. Tickets are $25. Come out and have a great time and support my folks. Donations are also very much appreciated and can be sent via cash app to Keith Carter. That's dollar sign K-E-Y-S-E-C-A-R-T-E-R. Thank you in advance. I know my glow getters are going to show love and I really appreciate you guys. If you would like to donate to me and I'll send it, please let me know and reach out to me via our Instagram at JST Let It Glow. Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera and you are tuned in to episode 98 of Just Let It Glow podcast. Y'all, we almost at 100. Like, I just feel like it's given accomplishment. It's given, you know, I really, I'm really like a podcaster now, you know, which is really cool. Like I said, I just found out that most podcasters don't go past seven episodes and we, you know, we know we had to run it up for you guys. And I appreciate you all standing 10 toes down with you, girl, as much um, breaks I have to take or technical difficulties that happen or you know just Beyonce concerts that delay an episode so I appreciate you guys standing in the paint and I hope you all are well and doing well um Venus is in retrograde from what I hear and that affects you I heard it affects like our business our communications um making good decisions uh, our passions, things like that. So stay safe, do your research, see what's going on. If shit start feeling weird, you know it's a shift happening. Um, I think, you know, this week was definitely a week of enlightenment for me where I had to realize that I had spent so much time sleeping on myself. Like, I have spent so much time just sleeping on things about me or things that I'm good at that I just feel like aren't measurable. And I just do what I do. And I don't really ask for appreciation. I don't really ask for acknowledgement. I don't expect anything from it. Um, And this week, a lot of great things have um, come to the surface, bubbled up to the surface. And I feel like, um, there will be a change and there will be some great things happening for me soon. Like, I'm not saying that to be like secretive. I don't know what they are, but, um, I just feel like I have received a lot of, um, positive feedback lately and some really good, um, conversations surrounding me have been happening like to know that people are talking about you positively in rooms that you have not been in is such a great feeling and especially when you're someone like me who often has a lot of self-doubt I had talked about it on the show that I've struggled with self-sabotaging or feeling like I just wasn't worthy of the things happening for me or that I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop with shit. Just like, you know, that has been something that I've done for so long. And I kept telling y'all last year that I had to realize that I can't uh, prepare for the worst and pray for the best anymore. Like, I just have to pray for the best. Like, I have to stop worrying about the worst. Like, fuck the worst. If the worst happened... I know how to think on my feet, but I can't plan for the worst. I just got to pray for the best and plan for the best, you know, um, and be prepared when great things are happening. You know, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago where I was like, damn, if I just went viral and got like 30,000 followers, I'd be scared. I don't really know what to do. Yes. And I thought about it recently. If it's a good, if, it, it's, if, it, if I went viral for being positive and saying some shit that helped people, nothing that harmed anybody or hurt anybody 
and I gained 30,000 followers or listeners that really wanted to hear and understand and grow with me, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do because I have a good heart and I will continue to be myself. I watched this interview um, just briefly with Nene and Carlos King. We're going to talk about Nene later. But one thing she said was she was trying to be prim and proper or she just, but she realized like, I just have to be me. Even if you don't like me, I got to be me. If you don't even agree with what I got to say, I got to be me. I got to be me at all times. You know, one of the things with me is like, if I feel a certain way or if I feel, you know, I have to say it. And not only do I have to say it, I have to say it in a way that makes sense for me. Um, And I feel like I'm very well with my words. I know how to speak. I know how to get my point across so that no one will be offended because my intentions are never to offend, you know? So I wouldn't know what to do with that following. And the more I look at certain things on socials, I realize that a lot of people don't know what to do with that. Um, I love that even though I have a podcast and I can be very transparent with y'all, I I still have some type of discretion towards my life. There's some type of, there's still a part of me that people can't, necessarily point out and have tea or talk and gossip about me as much as I discuss these things on a podcast and discuss my life nobody really knows my day-to-day and that's fine but the people that are directly in it you know and I I like that for me I feel like I'm able to talk to y'all about some shit that's happening with me but I also have learned to be a bit private I feel like I'm Beyonce in a bit like I learned from the queen like, I'm definitely Beyonce's student. Like, Beyonce can be very transparent in her music, very transparent, you know, through her concerts. But we still don't know shit about that lady do day to day. I still don't even know if she know how to cook. We still, they made songs about the elevator, acknowledge the elevator. We still don't know what the audio of their elevator. And we never will. And I appreciate that. Just like, you know, you guys, y'all be knowing Oh, did I tell y'all that I got off the dating apps? Yeah, it's a wrap. I'll never go back on them dating apps again in my life. One, because I just, I don't even approach men in real life. Like, men come talk to me. If you don't talk to me, then we won't be talking. Like, I don't even do that in real life. I just did not know how to navigate a conversation when I'm like, I feel like I'm literally saying, hey, see me, view me, look at my pictures, listen to me, how great I am. And now you want to fall in love, right? Like, I felt like I was like pimping myself out a bit and then having to carry on conversations with people that I just wouldn't even talk to for real. Like, I just felt like, why am I having this conversation? Also, I know I'm never going to link. I am, y'all know I'm a true crime babe. I am very suspicious. I'm a Scorpio. I'm going to figure it out. I wouldn't even meet with you for real. I always think something's going to happen to me. And my thing is, is, is always like, damn, if something happened to me, what's the story that my mom got to tell? <laughs> like that when I was a teenager and young, like 20, like, and, and I used to just be out doing shit sometimes. I'm like, damn, that would be, let me go home because that would be a fucked up story my mom got to tell or people got to tell, like, about what happened to me. Like, that doesn't sound right. Who the hell want to give this story that, you know, I was on a damn dating app and I was talking to this guy and we decided to meet up and then whatever, whatever happened. And, yeah, now this is what happens. And, really, he was just, like, a freak or a weirdo and it wasn't the person that was online and, he had his cousin FaceTiming me and act like it was him, but it really wasn't him. Like, it could be a whole thing. I don't want to do that. I'd be embarrassed. Like, don't... Yeah, no. So, I don't know. I just feel like good shit is happening. And the more I just get rid of shit that don't feel authentic to me, the better I feel. Like, them dating apps are not authentic to me. I'm not going to be my person here, you know. Um not saying how I feel about situations that's never going to work or being surrounded in weird environments that's not going to work like I just been really really craving 
that feeling of being around authentic spirits. Like being free. Like I just had the I just have this feeling of like I don't want to feel caged. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't want anybody that I have to like second guess anything. Like, oh my gosh, like do am I offending anybody? Oh, do I need to talk more to this person? Do I need to tone down a bit? Do I need to like change my outfit? Like do like does this person does he like me does you know is this person um mad at me like I just don't need that type of energy amongst anybody right now like I just feel like lately I have literally just been going where I feel love like real love like real love real space real peace it's just like I just crave those energies like I don't know I'm just kind of not I just feel like I'm just in a space that I want to be around positive spirits, love, and I just want to feel free. I just, like, I don't know. It's like that feeling like when you're on the beach and you're just staring out into space and everybody, it's just that quiet moment. Or like when you're driving with someone and it's a long distance drive and y'all are talking and stuff and it's cool, but it's that very comfortable quietness. I, I feel like I crave that a lot right now. If that makes sense to y'all, let me know if that makes sense or if anybody else has been feeling that lately, but that's what I've been feeling. All right, so there's a come, uh, there's like, there's about two topics where I'm talking about some dumb bitch shit. And I'm gonna just say, one of it, just hilarious. Here's the thing. I'm not going to go into full detail because I'm really not into the cisgender, transgender, black women wars. I really don't give a fuck. At this point, I really just feel like if you're not transphobic, you won't make transphobic remarks. Period, point blank. If you disagree with something that someone says, that does not make you transphobic. But if you disagree and you say some transphobic shit, that makes you transphobic. There was a young lady, a transgender woman, that was discussing periods. Um, I assume that she was discussing periods as not as a transgender woman, but talking from the experience of someone that may be a transgender male non-binary, intersectionality, those type of things, and was saying that that does not solidify womanhood for cisgender women. Her approach and what she was saying from the clip, it was very clickbaitish and it was very whistleblower to me. Um, but also, you can only hear a whistleblow if you are someone where that would attract. I saw it and I was just like, okay, girl, you know, like, I'm going to keep it a bean. Um, I don't think that most cisgender women think about periods as a rite of passage of womanhood or that it, I, it defines womanhood for us, right? I don't think any of us really think about it too heavy in that way, to be completely honest. Um, outside of us having a period to have children, it's a really big nuisance in a lot of our lives. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's just for a lot of women is not, um, a lot of cisgender women is not like a rite of passage. It's just a commonality that some people can use to have a conversation. And it's very nuanced in a way where, up until recently, we didn't discuss it. It wasn't discussed. And um, I'll say this. When I was a little girl, I got my period when I was in fifth grade. Um, I'll t- I say this all the time. It was my big brother's birthday. I think he turned 15. I remember it because the family was calling us, wish my brother a happy birthday. And then my aunts and my grandma wanted to talk to me to welcome me into womanhood. And I didn't understand that shit at all. And 
while I remember exactly what happened that day, like I visualized that day a lot. Um, I just know it. It's like a core memory for me, right? Like I, I seriously remember it. And while my mom did tell me about a period and I knew about it from like school and from, you know, that conversation, my mom told me that it would happen uh, about a year before I, I, I still didn't understand it until I experienced it. And when I experienced it, for some reason, I felt shame, right? I don't know why. And it wasn't until I started having a conversation as an adult with other women that they told me they felt the same way. Although, you know, my mom and my sister, I mean, not my mom, my mom, not my sisters, my mom and her sisters validated how I felt. Definitely, you know, my grandma, you know, was like, oh, welcome. It's so beautiful. I just was like, I got to wear a diaper. I got blood coming from me. Like, what the fuck? Like, I was so scared, you know? I just didn't want to, like, you know, have it. I was just ashamed. Then people would tell me I could have a baby. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And one thing that people don't tell you is that, immediately after you have a period, you no longer are a little girl. The way that you're talked to is not a little girl. Once you can potentially get pregnant as a black little girl, you start to be seen as grown. People want to police your body. You know, boys are picking on you because you have to go through this. I remember this boy was like, oh, boys only go through puberty for a short amount of time. Women had periods their whole life. That's nasty. And I remember I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm nasty. Like, I felt so weird. Um, And I remember, I say this all the time, I lived in the hood. So for the most part, I went to the corner store for my everyday needs. And I remember that if I needed pads, I had to go to the corner store to get them. And if there was, if the corner, and mind you, my corner store, everybody knew each other. Everybody in the neighborhood went to the same school, been in the same school, went to the same recreation center, went to the same camps. Our mamas worked together, hung out, party, whatever. Knew these people my whole life. If it was a bunch of boys in a store, they would be nice. Like, oh, you could go first. And I would be like, oh, no, I'm still looking. And as soon as them boys would leave, I'd grab my pants. I used to be like, can you double bag it, please? Like, I'd be so nervous if I could walk to Rite Aid. Like if I didn't have to go to the private, to the corner store and I could just walk to Rite Aid, I would just walk all the way to Rite Aid to get the pad so I won't be too embarrassed. Um, it comes a long time before you're no longer embarrassed. Like even at work, it's so funny. It's one of those things where we don't even walk around with a pad in our hands or a tampon in our hands. We're carrying these little purses because it's so much shame. It, we were been taught to be private about it. Even, you know, having cramps. And I remember this lady was like, oh, you can't call out of work when you're an adult because you have cramps. You got to work. And it's like, some of us don't get like twinges of cramps. Some of us get really painful, painful, painful cramps. So it's not that we feel like we own periods. I just feel like it's a very... It's a thing we all, most of us go through as cisgender women or women that were, people that were born with vaginas and reproductive organs. It's just very, to the fact that this is just really a, not a new topic, but it's, it's newly conversed about. Our stories are just recently being shared. We're just recently realizing, you know, that the things that we have talked about, the pain that we go through with periods. And it's just now being validated by medical doctors. There's so much conversation around a period in general. I just think the approach of the conversation that, um, I don't know her name. I didn't catch it. That the trans, the approach was very harsh, but I understood that she wasn't discussing it in the point of view of a trans woman. She was discussing it about, in the regards to people that were born with reproductive organs, female reproductive organs that may not identify as a cisgender woman and that they too 
experienced this as well. And I think if you see it from that point of view, you might be able to understand. And if you don't, you don't. But the issue isn't whether or not you understand what this young lady was saying. The point of it is what she says, was it harsh? Did she? But did she disrespect black women? No. Did she say that you ain't shit just because you got a period? No. What she was saying is cisgender women is not solely an experience that just you experience. But because she isn't the messenger that you um that probably should be talking about it because you know, you know, that's not something that she will experience. It didn't land right for a lot of people. But I feel like would you have been open to that? Think to yourself, if that wasn't a trans woman saying it and if it was a trans man would if it was a trans man saying it, would you have been open to that conversation? If you would say no either way, then I just think to check your biases. Even if you say yes, you know, I would be interested to know why. Is it because, you know, you just want to understand from the perspective of the people that she was discussing? Or are you just upset about the approach that she had? You know, I just think sometimes conversations can be had respectfully because I understood that very, you know, often I do know um, trans men. I worked with some that um, don't, that do experience periods and they don't want to be told that they're a woman, but they do have female reproductive organs and they experience periods. And that is a very interesting niche conversation to have because their experience with their period might be totally different, you know? How they navigate periods might be totally different than the way a cisgender woman handles or navigates having a period. Especially, you know, just the just what makes them comfortable. You know, like I said, for a long time I felt shame about it. So I can only understand that someone that does not identify as a cisgender woman but experience periods may feel the same type of shame or if not more. And I would be interested in that conversation. So I think sometimes we just have to be stop being so ready to react and just stop saying shit because you feel offended. Because like I said, you can have a difference of opinion without being disrespectful. And I feel like a lot of what Just Hilarious was saying was very disrespectful and it's very ignorant. Sorry, guys. It was very ignorant, especially if you didn't, as a public figure, take enough time to understand or look at the full video. Or even if um, the young lady in the original video was disrespectful, that's up to her to deal with that, right? She could have been downright disrespectful, nasty, but if you don't have a transphobic bias, that would have never been your response either way. Because I'll say this, I seen the video before it went viral, and I said, uh, uh, I gotta see the whole video. And I kept scrolling, because I just didn't, I don't give a shit for real. Like, the conversation, I just was like, uh, what, what, what is this? I said, oh, okay, whatever. I kind of already understood that it was probably a clickbait from the person that posted it. It cut off a lot of the conversation. So I was just like, y'all just be kind of doing things for clickbait. You cut off a lot of her conversation. I would have been interested to see about at least a minute before it got to that part. But I kind of figured that she was discussing... um an experience that for um, trans men, non-binary people um, and that type of thing. Like, I don't think that the trans woman that discussed it originally has or wants to experience a period. Nobody wants to fucking experience a period. Like, I just think y'all got to calm down. Like my sis girls, I need y'all just to pipe down, just calm down just a little bit. Like, Everything don't need a crazy adverse reaction. You don't have you don't have to be transphobic. 
Like, if you don't agree, just don't fucking agree. But sometimes you just got to cool out. Just cool out. And I, 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 I can promise you, I don't, I don't think that lady want a fucking period. I, I'm just being serious. If it wasn't for the fact that I possibly want children, I would have threw away the bitch a long time ago. Like... Is is it's like periods are not a good time. I don't think anybody is fighting to have one, to be honest. But if that helps you sleep at night, but just make sure you keep things to yourself. Keep that trans shit, transphobic shit off the fucking internet. Like stop putting yourself out there to fucking argue and look crazy, just hilarious. You look fucking crazy, and this shit ain't gonna age well. And not only that, y'all act like y'all don't have family members and y'all be pre- y'all be quick to talk about y'all family members that are like gay or trans or whatever. And then y'all say some of the worst shit in the world and be like, oh, well, I'm not transphobic. I'm not homophobic. My cousin's a trans woman. My uncle's a, a trans man. My cousin is gay. My brother, my best friend. And it's like, yeah, but... That's kind of, you know, on some shit. Like, that don't sound like how white people be like, I could never be racist. My nephew is black. Like, the fuck? Like, it, it, it just sound crazy. You won't be racist if you don't say racist shit. You ain't transphobic if you don't say transphobic shit. You ain't, you know, xenophobic if you don't say xenophobic shit. If you just keep what the fuck you say to yourself, and just stop saying crazy ass shit and running off with a crazy ass rhetoric and being clickbait and uh, answering the whistleblowing ass uh, posts, you won't be pulled into it. Now, I don't know what I'm saying is correct. However, I know that I'm not transphobic, nor will I say anything that is transphobic. I understood the original post what conversation she was trying to have i think that a lot of people weren't trying to hear that conversation and i do get why um she felt the need to possibly say it because we don't hear a lot of conversations from people um that experience periods that don't necessarily identify as a cisgender woman right so i would want to hear this conversation with someone of that experience you know and maybe we could learn something and like i said we are just starting to have conversations about periods and cramps and endometriosis and pcos and all types of shit regarding our reproductive organs and I would love to hear you know how that experience looks for others it was a very very cool episode of um married to medicine and I believe it was Dr. Simone if you watched it I really appreciated that they had this episode or this scene where Dr. Simone on married to medicine is a OBGYN and she had a trans male patient um, come to her office for a pap smear. And they show her, explain to her patient why they, you know, why he still needed to have a pap smear. Um, X, like, was he comfortable? Like, did he need anything? Like, really did, like, a really good, conversation was very very understanding very open to the conversation ex all the necessary medical um information and just make sure that the comfort level was there and i think that was a very beautiful and human way um to be shown on television and that's the kind of shit we kind of need to see a little bit more on tv um so yeah if you want i think it was like a season or two ago maybe like two seasons ago you can watch it on Hulu, but it was a really cool conversation and we don't really get to see that conversation being had. So 
I hope that if that original video triggered you and you felt like you agreed with Jess Hilarious, hopefully after listening to what I had to say can change your mindset. And um, But I'm not debating with nobody. I'm going to tell you all that right now. I ain't debating. Um, but hopefully this can at least enlighten your brain to kind of see that everything isn't an attack on cisgender women or black women or anything like that. We are all having an experience in this life and not everyone's totally correct. And you don't have to, to be a dickhead, to be honest. Like you just don't have to be, and you don't have to be like just hilarious. Like, and you don't have to wait for some shit to happen on the internet where a lot of people don't agree to fi- to show you your fucking uh, hand in this shit. Don't be a weak bitch. Speaking of weak bitches. So it's this girl from Philly named Queen Op. She has been going viral for years. Um, on like TikTok live, Instagram live. She was on Bego. She used to be on Facebook live. Any fucking social platform that has live streaming, this dusty bitch should be on there. And apparently she's like a former stripper or whatever. She got multiple kids and she has a best friend. I say friend very loosely, um, named Michelle. Mind you, she's from Philly. Like I said, they're from Philly. Name Michelle that um is I don't know. They say that it's 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 alleged that Michelle is mentally impaired, um, developmentally, and receives some type of social security where Queen Op is her payee and she lives with Queen Op. Um, allegedly, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. I don't know if Michelle is, I don't know anything about this lady. I don't know really much about either one of them, but I've seen it over the years where she, um, talks very nasty to Michelle or Shell. She talks very nasty, nasty to her. There was a video where she, you know, had her drink her bath water She's stated on her own video that she's made um Shell eat shit. She made her get a chest tattoo with money bag yo. Um, she's mistreated her, she shaved her head. Like they just do high crazy things where forms of abuse on different live streaming, they've gotten kicked off of Instagram, they've gotten kicked off of TikTok, they've gotten kicked off of Facebook, they've got I first um, found out about it because I was following this YouTuber on Instagram and I guess she came across it and she was disgusted by it and um, was calling the girl out. And that's how the the girl Queen Op got rid of their Instagram, one of their Instagrams. But I think they kept making Instagrams and Instagram kept deleting them. But anyway, this past Friday... Queen Op went to jail because she's been dating um, a woman named Danny, and she and Danny apparently are being accused of beating Shell up and uh, punching, you know, punching Shell in the face to the point where. Shell had a black eye in her left in her right eye and her left eye was swollen shut. Black and swollen shut. And on Instagram live, you can see not Instagram live. I think it was YouTube live. Anywhere that was live stream, their live stream. You can see the cops kicking in the doors. You also see um Shell basically confirmed that she got beat. She literally said, I got beat the fuck up because I uh snuck in her room. Downloaded a text now app on one of their phones and and text somebody and they found out. Um, the cops came and apparently locked up Queen Op, who's eight months pregnant. How about the maples? And her girlfriend Danny. This is what I have to say. I think that 
it's so it's 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 a very disgusting spirit to be on somebody in that manner, especially someone you you've known for a long time. It's very disgusting to think that you can mistreat someone like this for views. It's very disgusting to fucking hurt someone that is mentally impaired. It's very disgusting to see someone experiencing Stockholm Syndrome and watch their abusers. It's one thing to hear about some abusive shit, but to watch them, to see how this girl is just so stuck in this situation due to Stockholm Syndrome, due to manipulation, due to brainwashing, that she would not want to seek justice and help when she needed it. It's very, very fucking sad. It's sad because apparently Queen Op had several children before this one. They say that um, they were taken out of her custody. I don't fucking know. I really don't follow the situation. But I don't understand why she hasn't been in jail before this. I truly don't understand that. I truly don't understand. Like, I feel... I I felt so disgusted watching that shit. And also, I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but in Pennsylvania, if you are bodily harmed and there are people around and they have anybody that say that you did it, that the other person did it, even if you don't. So let's say um, Michelle said Queen Op didn't punch her, but you also said you haven't seen anybody for two weeks. You've been in the house. These are the only two people who've been in the house but you walking around with two black eyes. Do the reasonable doubt, they can lock you up. Not only that, there is years of footage of mental abuse, physical. You fucked up and allowed her to get on fucking live with fucking eyes swollen shut. And you're, it's just something about a narcissist and somebody that is demented and fucking evil that they, like my godson said today, wicked people is so many things that just make you fucking wicked that you feel like you are above, like not just a law, but just above consequences for your actions. You don't give a fuck so much. You doing so much shit for fucking social media views that you just feel like you fuck it. I ain't gonna have no uh karma. I don't experience consequences. I ain't do I don't care. I'ma do what I want. And I'll say this: she was talking about why people think she's gonna experience karma. Karma don't look the same. Karma does not look like you did this, so this is happening. There karma might skip you and hit your whole bloodline. Did you bitches not watch holes? Did you bitches not watch holes? Fucking karma can hit your fucking entire butt butt line. Watch fucking holes. The no no good granddaddy Stanley Yonets fucking stole from Madame Zeroni. And while he went on to enjoy life, every descendant of him had fucking terrible, no good luck until they did right by the descendants of Madame Zeroni. It fucking skipped great-great-granddaddy Stanley Yonet. But you bitches just seem to think that you can just go around, not y'all that listen to this podcast, but these bitches that be doing this stupid shit. Just go around, act like social media isn't a real thing. And it's not because... Y'all are abusing somebody for likes. And I'm not going to be funny. Not only are they the problem, but the fucking people, you people that fucking watch them for entertainment. Pay these motherfuckers for entertainment. It's very sick. If you were a subscriber of theirs, if you followed them, if you watch constantly video after video after video of abuse, what the fuck does that say about you? What the fuck does that say about you? Fuck the people that's doing the videos and shit. 
about you, your spirit, your soul to sit there and subscribe to these people, send them money, follow them social media through social media through social media because they keep getting fucking banned. Really let that sink in. Y'all are really the consumers. That's some crazy shit. Sorry, y'all know now that I record by myself, I got to take a little sip of water with y'all knowing because there's nobody here to talk for me um, while I do that. But yeah, like karma does not look the same. And she did get locked up. I mean, this is Philadelphia. Well, she got arrested in Del- Delaware County. I don't be like this. The jails are over full. So she might not go to fucking jail. But I do think that she put herself in a very serious and terrible situation. And I really, really pray that um, Shell receives the help that she gets, that she needs, because this is fucking ridiculous. And that was one of the most disgusting. I just, I just can't see me even like entertaining that shit to be on that fucking live. And shout out to everybody that joined their live and called the fucking cops. Because first of all, social media is the real cops. Because how y'all know where that lady live? But whatevs. We're going to go on to the next story. So this is just a little funny just to break up a story. So I read this earlier. Florida Chipotle goes viral if an employee is accused of sleeping with customer's husband. So do not send. So these are the reviews. Don't send your husbands here to pick up Chipotle. Next thing you know, Lucy is going to seduce them into sleeping with her like she has with multiple married men. You have to guac. You have guac to be kidding me. Like guacamole. That would that did not eat. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. That that was so bad. Lucy is a pig. She slept with my husband too. They need better customer service that doesn't involve my bed. The guac sucks too. Also, Jessica, stay far away. Lucy, the GM or whatever position she is, she likes to sleep with married men, a.k.a. her customers. Someone said, can I get Lucy's number? I think she's a great member of the team. Here's the here, here, here's the kicker. This is why you can't play these stupid games. And I'm going to tell you right now, y'all get up and find out where I work and get on a Google Live and talk about me taking your man or whatever. That ain't the only thing I'm going to take. And I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all got to stop playing with people's jobs. Like, that's some sick stuff. Like, and then y'all be acting like y'all don't understand why Carly Russell did what she did. But then people are doing shit like this. Like, going on and making freaking Yelp reviews about a damn Chipotle because she stole your man. That's so disgusting. That's so embarrassed. And then the bad part about it is y'all don't even be doing this shit with y'all chest. Y'all be doing it anonymous. I'm going to tell y'all, the one time I left a freaking review was because these motherfuckers dropped my couch in front of the damn my apartment and didn't want to bring it up the steps and put it in my apartment during COVID. And then I couldn't bring my couch bag and I would have had to spend $200 for them to put it back in the warehouse. And then I wouldn't have got no money back. I would have to find another couch in there and they didn't have anything small enough to fit in my apartment. So now I'm just stuck with a fucking couch. So yeah, that, that is when I went in on a Google review. Other than that, I just don't play those type of games with people like we Like she stole your man. Okay. But to go on the job, website or review and say some terrible things that's so messed up y'all really gotta stop that just that's like another form of like what i be feeling like people be trying to put out like revenge porn or go through their man phone and see pictures of other girls and post it all over social media stop doing shit like that just take the l and move around like it just it makes you look like a cornball and it's just fucked up And it's one of those things where it's like, God did not want you to do that. God don't want you to do that. That's not how karma works. You're not supposed to seek your own revenge. Like, if people do you dirty, allow them to do you. Let them, let that rock. God going to handle it. Karma going to handle it. The universe, whoever you believe in, 
go and handle it. Let them do it. Like, that shit is annoying. Y'all get real fucking weird. But, um, so Ari Lennox announced that she's seven months sober. Um, she's free from drinking alcohol. She feels better, looks better. Um, her spirit is better. She says she's no longer experiencing, um, drunken, um, like moments. She's no longer passing out. She doesn't feel sluggish or sick or anything like that. And I'm very proud of her. I didn't know that she had an alcoholism issue. Um, but I'm so glad that she got the help. I really love me some Ari Lennox. I love that despite all of her success, she's just always so grateful for the smallest things. Um, I'm so, I just love her homegirl spirit. Like, I love the fact that she just feels and she speaks like the girl up the street that's really, really nice that she grew up with, but she don't always come outside. But when she do, she's a kiki. And people don't know she's funny like that until they get to be around her. Shit, I'm describing me. Yeah, maybe Ari's like my twin flame. But I'm really um proud of her. Um, Not that I had an alcoholism problem, but I will say I don't drink alcohol in my house. Like, I don't just buy wine or, like, liquor or, like, um, I like ciders. I just don't have any type of form of alcohol just in my house anymore because I felt like it was, one, I experienced migraines a lot, and also um, I just felt like it was just a habit. It was becoming like, oh, okay, I'm going through like two bottles of wine a week, or I feel like after work I wanted like a little piece of wine, and I just didn't want to keep continuing it because I realized like when you keep these things and you're trying to lead a healthy lifestyle I was just trying to lead a healthy lifestyle period um and I have been uh you know meant not only my mental health my physical health my spiritual health um and I feel like alcohol um aided in a lot of anxiety aided you know when you consume it often it um and I had to pick it's either calorie wise I had to pick coffee or wine I'm gonna pick coffee every time so that's why I don't, I just don't drink in the house anymore because I don't really, I don't actually have like any, I never, I don't have an addictive personality. Like I can leave most things alone and not care too much. I was just buying it out of habit. Like, oh yeah, my favorite wine, I'm out. Let me pick it up. And it's like, I don't even drink for real. I'm not much of a drinker. And I, the funnier part is, is that I realized most alcoholics are not actual like heavy drinkers, you know, um, wine and champagne and, you know, beers are usually the gateway alcohol for the most part. Most people aren't drinking hard liquor when um, they have alcoholism products. But I will say once I stopped buying um, wine and stuff regularly, like as a staple to just to have, um, I did see results while working out. I saw results um, mentally. It's also interesting now because when I do go out, I don't have a high tolerance like I used to. And I also realized I don't like taking shots. I don't like straight liquor anymore. I think it's because I'm getting older. I don't like it. I'm only a cocktail mommy these days. I don't fuck with it. Um, But yeah, shout out to Ari Lennox. I'm super proud of her. One more, um, just briefly. Prayers to LeBron James' son. Um, he experienced cardiac arrest while at practice at UC- USC. So we want to keep Bronny James in our prayers and hope that no matter if he can play or not, that he's just well and healthy. He's able to have a long, healthy life. Um, we also want to say shout-out to Monica because at her concert this past weekend, a man punched a woman dead in her face and she stopped the show and addressed him like only Gunica can. And I love that because people have become so numb to seeing bullshit that they don't call it out. 
And I don't even think the man in the audience that punched the woman actually knew her. And the fact that you feel so comfortable to sit fucking front row at a fucking R&B concert and punch someone, let alone a woman in her face, you deserve anything that happened after that. If they jumped your ass outside the concert or if they told you that you got like whatever, that was the most disgusting thing I've seen. And I feel like slowly but surely because everybody has that I'm a mind my business. And for a lot of people, you just have to these days because that can lead you to losing your life. But what it does is make people feel like shit is normalized because people are just trying to make it home safe and mind their business. But some shit you just can't mind your business on, especially if you have the power to speak up. And I appreciate Monica for doing it. Um, Nene Leak's son got locked up for um, fentanyl possession and used his baby brother's name. They recently had a health scare and was in a hospital and could have lost his life. Um, I'll say this again. Addiction is very hard and it's very sad. It is hereditary. And I just pray that, um, cause then he said that a lot of her family members have experienced, um, drug addiction. I pray that when Bryce is ready, that he is able to get the help that he needs. Um, it's very sad, and it's one of those things where it is clearly a drug usage issue when you feel comfortable to use your baby brother's name. And I think when you sacrifice someone that you're supposed to love and protect in order to save yourself, it's a telltale sign that it's time to receive some help. Um, that was the most craziest thing to do is to use your baby brother's name where anything could have happened to your brother. Anything to give your brother a record, to risk going to jail for impersonating someone else. You know, I pray that sometimes in life, and I'm not telling Nene what to do, and I'm not telling her to wash her hands of the situation. Sometimes you just have to let people be, people do whatever it is they want to do and you make peace with it, that you have done everything that you could do to help them and that they cannot do anything if they're not willing to help themselves. And we have seen that in a lot of people that have recently passed from fentanyl use. So to willingly use fentanyl um, is a very telltale sign that you do not want to be here and I really it breaks my heart to know that that is his drug of choice because it's very Russian roulette if you if you think about it and I don't know what um demons or spirits he's battling but I really do pray that he's able to you know work through it but now let's get into the glow up topic so this week, I wanted to talk about the after effects of no longer being a people pleaser, right? We talked about people pleasing in the past and then how, you know, we want to combat that. You don't want to do it anymore. You didn't realize that's what you were doing. Now I'm talking about the aftermath of it. And the aftermath of it usually is, and this is from my experience, um, it makes people very uncomfortable. It makes the people around you so freaking uncomfortable sometimes because they did not realize that you were a people pleaser. They just knew that you were always there and always ready and you were present. And they didn't realize that a lot of times you were doing things that you did not want to do. But because you didn't want to let anyone down, you sacrificed. And while you made that sacrifice, your mood may have been very low. Your spirit was so probably low. And they didn't have any fucking clue because you're just so good at me making people feel good, right? That a lot of times they did not realize that you were pouring for, from a very empty cup. 
And when you no longer are doing that and you are very much stern in what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what you want to feel, how you don't want to feel, if you're not in a mood, you are in a mood, you're just very cut, paste, no fluff anymore, right? Like there is that phase, phase of getting out of people pleasing where you let off everybody gently, you're giving excuses. You may even lie just to make people comfortable. But now it's like when you are really done with the people pleasing shit, you're just very blunt. Hey, you want to go get a drink with me real quick? No. Hey, are you free this weekend? Not really. Like, oh, what else you, you know, I know you said you were doing this, but do you want to go here afterwards? Absolutely not. Oh, are you able to um, come with me to this place? Da, 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 da. I know it's last minute. No, I cannot. Like, those are the things where you realize, damn, was I a people pleaser so much? Did I just bend over backwards so fucking much that now when I get requests or I'm being asked things because questions, you're asking me a question. And a question usually deserves an answer. And it does not always receive a yes. And that's fine. That sometimes, that once you are out of that people-pleasing phase, that you're just like, well, shit. Why are everybody mad at me? Because now I'm being honest. Like, I come out when I want to. I do things when I want to. I no longer feel like I have to validate anybody else but me. I show, I can pour from an empty cup if that cup absolutely needs me to, or a halfway empty. I can give you a sip of my water, right? Let's say I'm thirsty. It's hot outside, right? I just took my godsons to the park. It was hot outside. Let's say I took them out. I'm thirsty. I got a little bit of water in my cup, right? My godson drops, let's say he drops his his water bottle. He can no longer drink out of it. I only got this little bit of water left and he's thirsty. I can give him my water because that's someone who absolutely needs my freaking water, right? He needs my water just as much as I need it, but he's a child. He needs it more. I can survive. I'll be okay without water. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make to make sure that he's good, right? Whereas I'm with an adult. They have a bottle of Aquafina water that they just had to grab because we went running. I have just a little bit of my good old refresher Fiji water. It's nice and cold. It's just a little bit left for me. They got their own full big, way bigger water bottle than me of Aquafina. And they say, oh, I like, I just got the small bottle of Fiji. I like Fiji more. Can I have some of your Fiji? Can I drink your water? And I say, no. No, you cannot. You can drink your water. But I want your water. But I want my water. So, no. You cannot drink that water. I cannot pour that water for you. You're fine. My cu- I have a little bit of water left for me. It's, a, it's a, just a sweet glass. I'm hot and thirsty too. Why can't you have what you have? Why do I have to give you? I don't have to sacrifice that just in order to make you happy so you don't think I'm a bitch. Like, I don't have to do that. Like, I really just don't. And that's the realest shit um, ever. Like, I don't have to freaking say that. Like, I don't have to pour from my empty cup. I don't have to do anything for anybody that I do not, I cannot do. Now, there are a lot of times where I would sacrifice sleep. I would sacrifice peace if it meant that the people I love will be okay. But if it's not nothing that's detrimental, that's just 
for some shit where I don't have to sacrifice. It's not going to affect one way or the other. It's just literally to make somebody else smile that's not a child in my life or my mama or, you know what I mean? Or just some shit that's not even a milestone. It literally could just be, let's go for a, a run because we haven't ran in a long time. And I'm just like, girl, I don't fucking feel like running. I do not like to run. I don't want to run. Can we do something else? And they get mad because I don't want to run. And I should have, and then their head is, well, I want to run. She don't want to run. So she, you know, that's fucked up. And it's just like, well, you couldn't think of anything else. Like you couldn't think of anything else. Like, be serious. Like, be serious. And it's it's heartbreaking because you convince yourself that you're doing a lot of people pleasing for the people that you love and that love you. And when you realize, when you create this boundary, it causes separation. It causes conflict. And you're truly just not doing anything. It's very disheartening. It's very sad. And it's very hurtful. Especially when people who are doing it within dating. Within their relationships. Creating boundaries. No longer want people please. Just want to be free a bit. And then you realize now that you're just not sacrificing in that way anymore. Your relationship has turned cold. Like, that's got to be tough. Or with parental figures where it's you sacrifice, you do this, you do that. Because, you know, in a black community especially, we often feel like we got to pay our parents back for being parents. But when you remove that mindset out your mind and you realize you don't have to pay your parents back for being parents and that you can literally just be your parent's child, and if they do not want to accept that and are angry with you for that, that's hurtful too. So people pleasing is is no longer people pleasing. It can set you free in a lot of ways, but it can be it can hurt you in a lot of others. And it's one of those conversations where I said before, you just gotta pick your heart. Is it harder? to pour from an empty cup and multiple cups for the sacrifice of everybody else smiling and you're literally empty or you're fulfilled, you're happy, you're cool with how everything goes and the people who can't respect it are no longer around. I think I'm going to pick the last one. I never know which one to pick when people say the latter. Somebody explain that phrase to me. Like, explain that phrase to me. Like, y'all do that. Send that to the suite. I never know which one to pick when people are like, well, I'm going to pick the latter. Like, what the, what the fuck does that mean? I, I'm just going to pick the last one. That's what I said. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Because <laughs> I really don't understand that phrase. But, um, Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. Make sure you tune in on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, SoundCloud, anywhere that you listen to music. I mean, listen to podcasts. Um, Tell a friend to tell a friend. We run it up on 100 episodes soon. I can't wait. It's up. Things are just going to get better and better. Um, Your your girl working on getting her money up because I'm really trying to do something really big soon so i can't wait um until i'm able to do things how i really want to we're going i my goal i'm gonna tell y'all because y'all know my thing is to like stay low and build but i'm gonna just tell y'all my goal is for us for things to go visual and to bring in more guests and to have very deep conversations and to freaking learn something and have honest and respectful conversations. I want to hear you guys' stories. I just want to hear a lot of storytelling. So 
look out for that because I'm excited about that. And I think that it will very much provide a lot of understanding, a lot of love, a lot of respect amongst um, a lot of us. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. I love y'all. Glow get us. I think I like that word. I'm gonna keep calling y'all that. Like, I liked it. So thank you. Um, and I'll see you guys soon. Hey, glow getters. I really need your help for a great cause to support my family member as he battles and spreads awareness regarding sarcoma. There will be a fish fry August 19th, 2023 from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Deuces Lounge located at 4200 Chestnut Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19104. Tickets are $25. Come out and have a great time and support my folks. Donations are also very much appreciated and can be sent via cash app to Keith Carter. That's dollar sign K-E-Y-S-E-C-A-R-T-E-R. Thank you in advance. I know my glow getters are going to show love and I really appreciate you guys. If you would like to donate to me and I'll send it, please let me know and reach out to me via our Instagram at JSC Let It Glow.